All right, we are on 2 Samuel chapter 2, and uh, we are going to begin with verse 5. Um, we finished last week with David being told that the men of Jabesh Gilead had been the ones that buried Saul and Jonathan. And so here we get the follow-up to that. And then uh, some interesting thing hap- things happen with David's uh, kingdom. And this whole chapter, like I was saying before we started here, is a very interesting chapter from the point of what happens after Saul's death. And it's not very well known uh, to a lot of our people. So it's good for us to go through it. So we start with verse 5. Vayishlach David Malakim el Yavesh Gilad Vayomer Alehem Berukim atal Adonai Asher asitem ha-chesed im Adonikem im Shaul Vatik Beru Oto. All right, so David sent, this is from Shalak, so David sent Malakim, messengers. All right, this is the same word that we sometimes translate as angels, but here obviously it's human so David sent messengers to the men of Jabesh Gilead. And he said to them, Alehem, Berukim, see the root Barak, call passive participle. Blessed are you, Layahweh, to Yahweh. See, Berukim ata Layahweh. Blessed are you to Yahweh. All right. Asher asitem hachesed hazeh. As a relative clause, again, I would translate, you who have done the chesed hazeh, this chesed, this act of mercy, I would call it, in bearing them, okay? Um, With Adonai with your Lord, with Saul, all right? Now, notice that word Adonai is that singular or plural? Plural. It is a plural noun, notice, um, and this is very, very common with Adon. Um, you'll see it, boy, over h- hundreds of times. Uh, very common in First, Second Samuel, First, Second Kings, that when uh, you're talking even about a human lord, you pluralize him. And this is a real good example of that plural of majesty. You're going to see it throughout this section. All right. Even and so notice that it is construed, even though it's plural, with singular. Um, Pronouns. So oto right at the end, notice is singular. All right. So you wouldn't translate with your lords with Saul, but with your lord, and the plural intensifies or is kind of a, an honorific way to uh, refer to your king. All right. So with your lord, with Saul. Um, that is, notice here's a vav consecutive, uh, kavar means to bury. That is, you buried him. Okay. So again, Blessed uh, are you to Yahweh, you who did this merciful act with your Lord, with Saul. That is, you buried him. See, notice the Vayik Beru Oto is really defining what the chesed was that the men of Jabesh Gilead did. All right, so it's not kind of a different thing or uh, not subsequent in time. So you've got to be aware that Vav consecutives need to be interpreted and what their phrases are in relation to the rest of the verse still has to be interpreted as we're going through. And here it's very rather simple to see what, how the acts relate to each other. Okay? Um, any questions on verse 5? Okay? Verse 6. Va'ata ya'as yawayam akem chesed va'emet ve'gam anoki e'aset kem hatova hazeh. Asher asitem hadavar hazeh. Vata, and so, 
Now notice this form, ya'as. What's the root? Asa. Asa. Call. What, what's weird about it, though? The he is dropped off the end. Everybody see that? It's a shortened imperfect. So it probably has this jussive nuance to it. And so he's giving a blessing, see? So now, may Yahweh do imakem, do with you, chesed and emet. See, so uh, probably Yahas, you can translate this phrase in a number of ways. May Yahweh show to you chesed and emet, uh, mercy and truth. All right? Or you could translate that chesed and emet more as a hendiades, true mercy. See, so may Yahweh show you true mercy. All right? Vegam. Uh, and also I, here's the full form, also I will do with you hatova uh, hazot, this good thing. Namely, probably something like I will reward you. Okay? Now notice, too, that previously, in the, at the beginning of verse 6 and even in verse 5, for the word with, he used im. Notice he switches here after eset, it's eight or it. See, so you have that exchange, and here's a, just a very good example of how there's no problem in using the different prepositions, even by the same speaker in the same speech. So the switch between im and eight, both to mean with. Um, you know, again, we'll see that in other places as well, but here you see it pretty clearly, all right? Um, now, the last phrase, here, asher is probably best translated as causative, because you have done hadavar hazeh, because you have done this thing. Okay? Okay? Um, so the whole sentence, and so may Yahweh show you chesed and emet, mercy and truth, and also I, I will show you or do with you or for you this good thing. Because you have done hadavar um, hazeh, this act or this thing. Okay. Um, questions through verse six. Yeah. Here, notice that um, he's speaking in just a very this very general sense. Davar um, is referring to this act of burying, but he doesn't repeat. Um, because you have buried him, he's just kind of referring in a general way. Because you've done this thing. Yeah, so here you wouldn't translate it as this word, right? It's just <coughs> referring to the past action. Yeah, and sometimes Davar does that. Good. Anything else? Here's the second Ve'ata, verse 7. Ve'ata techezakna yedekem vi'yi livnechayel kimeit adonekem sha'ul v'gamoti mashchu be'yehuda lamelech alehem. And so... Okay, so here's the second conclusion. So notice he has kind of two conclusions. The first one, he blesses them. Second one, and so, techezakna yedekem. See the root in techezakna? Chazak means to be strong. Here is a feminine plural imperfect call. Techezakna. All right? Um, and it's literally, may your hands be strong. All right, everybody see that? Hands is the subject, may your hands. And it's really an idiom for take courage or have courage. It's used a number of times um, throughout the Bible, Judges, Samuel, even like 
uh, Zechariah, some of the prophets, okay? So take courage. Now, um, see the vi-yu? That's an imperative call from Haya. All right, remember the um, third hey imperatives like gala, it would be gele, gelu. Here it's heyu. Heyu. Yeah. So, okay. And just translate as be. So take courage and become men of valor and become brave. See, chayel means brave. Bene is the, the call or just a construct plural. Right. And remember here it's used in an idiom to refer to brave people. It doesn't mean be children of Chile, see, or sons of Chile. It's an idiom referring to a certain kind of people. Be brave people. Okay? So, and we're going to find out later in the chapter why this is important, what he's saying, in just a few verses. All right? There's a reason that he's telling them this. All right? So take courage and be brave. Now here comes the news. Certainly your Lord Saul... Um, has died. Notice mate is from what root? From moot. It's a third masculine singular. What's the subject? Adonekem, plural. See, so notice you would just, and, and again, you're going to see this kind of construction throughout. For your Lord Saul has died. Now here's the big news. Vegam oti. And also me... Mashku Beit Yehuda, the uh, house of Judah has anointed Mashach as king over them. All right. Now you can kind of see the situation that's going to develop here, because, and you'll see why in the next verse. So notice he gives them the news: take courage, be strong. Saul, your lord, has died, but also me, the house of Judah, has anointed as king over them. Okay. It, see that could be threatening to Jabesh Gilead. And you'll see why. Questions? Okay? All right. Now notice here we get into some of the politics of what's happening. Um, verse 8, notice it does not start with a verb. It starts with Avner. That's the name of a man, Abner. We'll come across him a lot in the next few chapters. Abner. What verse 8 is doing by breaking up the Vav consecutive is giving you background information. Right, and you will see in your translations that they translate it as such. So now Abner, son of Ner, Sarzava, the chief of the army which belonged to Saul, Lakach, had taken et Ishbosheth, had taken Ishbosheth, right, the son of Saul, Vayaavirehu, and made him cross over. This is the hifil form from avar. Avar means to cross over, intransitive. The hifil makes it transitive. Made him cross over to Machanaim. Machanaim is the name of a place. All right. So notice the background information. A couple interesting things here. Abner was the chief of Saul's army. All right. Remember, Saul and David had not been best friends in 1 Samuel. Saul had taken Ishbosheth, the son of Saul, and made him go to Machanaim. All right? And you'll see that he had anointed him as king. All right? Uh, first of all, the name Ishbosheth, everybody see what it means? Man of what? Bosheth. 
Shame. Man of shame. All right, it's probably not his real name. It's probably, his real name is probably Eshbaal, man of Baal. But a lot of times there's uh, in the Bible, even outside of the Bible, I saw in the Lakish letters they do this. Instead of Baal, they'll put Bosheth, shame. See, so man of shame for, they're playing with his name, see. So it's kind of a commentary on, on uh, the character of him, all right. All right, so here's the first part of the background. There was some opposition to David. Okay, questions through verse 8. Okay, here we get it now, verse 9. Vayam likehu, everybody see that root, malak, hifil. Malak means to be king. What do you think the hifil means? He had made him king. He had made him king, el ha-gilead, over Gilead. Here you get the preposition el and al switching again, which we've come across before. Okay. He made him king over Gilead and over the Asherites, Asher, the tribe of Asher, okay, and over Yisrael, Jezreel. And notice he switches, and over Ephraim, he switches from Al to El, see, Ephraim, and over Benjamin, um, and over Israel, Kulo, all of it. Okay, notice the third masculine singular suffix on Kul is a, is a holum hey rather than a holum with a vav, just a different way of indicating the vowel letter O. Okay? So, basically, he was king over all... I think that that last Israel is kind of a summing up. That is, over all of Israel. So that when you... I, I have this map here that shows you where all these places are. It's north. It's in Israel. Okay? So, notice David has his stronghold in Judah south... Whereas the uh, Saul's kingdom was in the north, Israel. Jabesh Gilead was on the east side of the Jordan. Manachim, or Machanaim, on the east side of the Jordan. Saul's stronghold. So, so Jabesh Gilead was ca- caught in the middle. They were um, the place where Saul had his great victory, you know, kind of a Saul stronghold. All right? And now they had buried Saul, so they had a lot of allegiance to Saul. So now you know why David is talking as he is to the people of Jabesh Gilead. All right, he wants to win their loyalty. Um, so in this map, the upper one, you will see where these places are. It kind of gives the kingdoms of David and uh, Ishbosheth, and you can see the dividing line is Benjamin, which is a little north of what will become Jerusalem. But the whole area here, you'll see on this map, is Israel and it includes so there's Jezreel, there's Asher, for example, there's Machanaim, um, Benjamin, and here's the Judah where David's stronghold was. So you can already see the lines kind of dividing. So geographically, see what's going on, but now politically, you can see what's going on as well. See, David had some issues to deal with. That's what the rest of chapter two is going to be about. Okay. Writer, Questions? Yes. The writer can write that way in terms of referencing Israel because he's writing. Kind of after the fact. Yeah, it's a good question whether they would have, whether it was already being divided by that or not. Probably not. It's probably kind of a later time. And notice what you'll see in chapter two is things seem to be devolving back into these. Uh, remember, in the time of the judges, every tribe kind of did right what was in their own eyes. There's no centralization, so you're seeing kind of it going back to that once again. All right, so it's kind of a really interesting time in the history of Israel between Saul and the consolidation of the kingdom, which is what we're going to be reading. All right. But just again, notice the variety of speech. We've had El and Al switching, Im and Eight switching, see? 
and uh, you know di- some different forms that we're seeing, and we'll continue to see that in Second Samuel. All right, verse ten. Some more background information. We're still dealing with that. Uh, ben Arbaim Shanaish Boshet Ben Shaul, uh, a son of forty years, so a forty-year-old man. All right, was Ishbosheth the son of Saul Be Molkol Al Yisrael when he became king. This is a a call infinitive construct with a uh, third masculine singular suffix in <clears throat> in his becoming king over Israel. <coughs> Excuse me. So Ishbosheth was a forty year old man when he became king over Israel. Okay, Ushtaim Shanim uh, Malak, and two years he reigned. Okay, so it's giving you that background. Two years. Ak Beit Yehuda, but the house of Judah, um, Hayu Achare David, was after David. We would probably say in English, followed after David. All right. Questions in verse. Notice just how the numbers go. Don't want to spend a lot of time on hated numbers. So if you can get the number, that's good. Okay, questions through 10? All right, let's move on here. Vayahi, Mispar, Hayamim, Asher, Hayadavid, Melek, Bechevron, Al-Beit Yehuda, Shevashanim, Veshishacharashim. Okay, and now, Vayahi, now the number of days in which David was king in Hebron over the house of Judah was seven years and six months. See, so it's just comparing Ishbosheth, two years, David, seven years, seven and a half years. Okay. Now that's the background. We're kind of back to what happened. Sometime, so what, what this sequence is telling you is that sometime during this period, this next event happened. Okay. So verse 12, Vayetze Avner ben Ner, Avde Ishboshet ben Shaul mimachanaim give ona. Okay, Vayetze. Um, Abner went out. From Yatzah. Now Abner went out, Abner son of Ner, and the servants of Ishbosheth son of Saul. I don't know why he keeps re- he refers to Ishbosheth son of Saul through the whole thing. He just doesn't say Ishbosheth. So I don't know. And we already know who Abner is too. I don't know why they keep doing it, just part of the style. So Abner and and so you might want to even translate that Vayet say once or one time or at one time, Abner, son of Ner. And the servants of Ishbosheth went out. Notice you have a compound subject, singular verb. From Machanaim to Givona, to Gibeon. Okay, so notice the army is on the march. So Abner took the troops from Machanaim to Gibeon. Okay, now verse 13. Now Joab, son of Zeruiah. All right, remember this. You know who Zeruiah is? Zeruiah is the sister of David, which makes Joab his nephew. She was either sister or stepsister, okay, which explains a lot, uh, especially as to why David put up with so much crap from Joab, <laughs> as you will see when we read Second Samuel. Yep. I mean, it's kind of they're all one big family, all right? And uh, this, so they're introducing Joab now. So Joab, son of Zeruiah, 
and the servants of David. See, so notice without saying it, we already understand that Joab was the chief of the army of David. See, Joab had been put in charge of the army just like Abner was, okay? Chief of the uh, servants of David, they went out, Yif Geshum, and they met them. This is from the root Pagash, call, Vav consecutive imperfect, and they met them at the Berekat Givon, at the pool of Gibeon. Here it is right here, the pool of Gibeon. See? All right? Berekat Gibeon, Yachtav, together. Okay? Va Yeshvu, and they sat from Yashav, and they sat these on Ha Berekamizah, these on the pool from this. This is just a very idiomatic way of saying, and they sat the one group on one side of the pool, see, Ve'ela, and the other group on uh, the pool, the other side, okay? Whenever you have this mizeh kind of language, it's this side, that side. So, no, namely, the armies were separated by this pool, okay? Now, I've got to get to this next line. This is hilarious. Well, it's not hilarious. It's just <laughs> strange. Verse 14, Vayomer Avner el Yohab. So, Abner said to Joab, all right? They're, back, they're both there. Yakumu na, let us get up, or let them get up, please. Notice the particle of politeness. Okay, kum is a, a call, this is a call imperfect, yakumu. So Joab's, or Abner said to Joab, please let the Arim, the young men, please let the young men get up, visacheku, uh, and let them sport, play before us. Notice that this is a PL form from Sachak. Okay, sometimes you get uh, the name to laugh. You know, the word to laugh is how this is sometimes used. So here, let them sport before us. In other words, it's like the first Olympic Games. All right. And Joab said, Yakumu. Yeah, that's a good idea. Let, let them do it. Let's get let, better them than us, see? All right. Now here it comes, I think. Vayakumu, vayaavru bemispar shnehem asar le binyamin, ish boshet ben Shaul, ushnehem asar me avde David. Okay, here they're given the numbers. And they got up and they crossed over. Okay, so in other words, they probably had to navigate the pool. They went around the pool. See, so they got up and they crossed over uh, in a number. Now here's the number. Shnehem asar, 12 belong to Benjamin and to Ishbosheth, son of Saul. So 12 from Saul's side. And Shanae Masar, 10 from the uh, troops of David. All right, so 12, 12 on 12, so to speak. 12 on 12, okay? Yeah, well, it's more than football, as you'll see here. We're going to stop at verse uh, 16 here, but i got to get to verse 16 for you. Vayachaziku ish berosh re'ehu... Okay. See the root chazak, to be strong. Here's the hifil. It means to hold on to or to grab on to. And we've seen this before. Each one grabbed on to. Each. Each one grabbed on to the head, re'ehu, of his... This is, this is not friend, of his opponent, all right? Ve charbo, 
Now, notice there's no verb here, but you can supply it. And his sword in his side. That's literally, zod means side, and his sword in his side. You'd, in English, you'd say, and he thrust his sword into his side. And they fell together. Okay, so you get the picture. They both, they, they grabbed each other. They stuck their swords in each other, and all 24 of them died. Okay, cause some, and, you know, the thing is it called it sport, sakak. That's what's strange about this, okay? And they fell together. And va-yikra la-makom ha-hu. And one calls the place of that. One calls that place. Chelkat is portion or field or allotment of the zurim, allotment of the flints or the flint blades, which is in Gibeon. All right, so they named the place after this event. Okay, so it kind of started the war. It's like the first salvo, and the thing is the games were utter failure because everybody lost. <laughs> I mean, when you think about it, it just seems very strange for us, but that's what happened here. All right. Um, any questions through verse 16? We'll kind of stop there and pick it up and see what happens. It's kind of very important uh, for the events to come. It's very exciting. All right? All right, thanks for coming, guys.